It's been one year since Tyler and I released Have You Heard About Animals, our podcast that highlights the beauty and uniqueness of the world around us. We're so happy to teach our past, present, and future listeners how to be good friends to the environment and its inhabitants. Thanks for listening. Sam, do you have a New Year's resolution? Mm, I think I want to stop drinking soda. Well, have you heard about Olipop? Who's Pop? Olipop. Olipop is a new type of soda. Instead of unhealthy additives and hard-to-pronounced chemicals, each can is packed with 9 grams of fiber, just 35 calories, and between 2 to 5 grams of sugar. Olipop is formulated with proprietary formula of plant-based prebiotics that are scientifically proven to bolster digestive health. You already know I'm going to be on that all 2023. Yeah, all you have to do is use code SODALOVE for 15% off on all orders. One more time for the people in the back. SODALOVE for 15% off. All right, it's sounding like I know what I got to do for 2023. You can save 15% by clicking the link down below and using the code SODALOVE. All right, welcome back to... Uh have you heard about uh, animals please stop it's our one year anniversary tyler one year of sam belittling me and countlessly flaming me yeah four seasons but you know what it's for the people tyler <laughs> well we would like to say thank you for everyone that has listened uh we made it to the top 100 science podcast list for a moment in time i don't know where we're at right now i haven't checked in a long time but we made it there so that's all that matters i'm kind of impressed you guys want to listen to us but you know i'm not going to question it but for this episode it is a special episode because of course it is the one year anniversary and we have a special guest by the name of the octopus lady she is on here hi everyone nice to uh virtually meet you all (laughs) (laughs) and today with her episode we will be talking about the puffer fish man this one was an interesting one yeah it's i yeah definitely agreed puffer fish are awesome i can't wait to tell you all about them (laughs) so with the first question um well actually if you can give a background intro of yourself octopus lady so everyone knows who they're listening to yeah absolutely so right hi Hi, hi, hi. I'm the octopus lady. Um, so I'm an aspiring marine biology science communicator, and I mostly do my communicating on YouTube and TikTok, um, where I make videos about all the weird and alien creatures that live in the ocean. Um, and I got really into marine biology when I was in high school. I saw all this documentary about octopuses and immediately fell in love with them and wanted to know everything about them. Uh, And I ended up majoring in marine biology in college. And when I graduated, I became what's called an aquarist. Um, But I've also heard them called aquatic biologists or aquarium biologists. Um, And that and that's just basically being a zookeeper. But uh, we we took we took care of everything that lives in water, except for marine mammals. Marine mammals were always a separate department from us um 
but yeah, I took care of everything from sharks to cuttlefish to piranhas to seahorses to octopuses, of course, to arapaima. Like, name an animal you've seen in an aquarium, and I'll tell you if I've ever taken care of it. And um, it was really great for a while until it wasn't. And I did it for about five years, and I got pretty burnt down on it because um, it's a pretty ch challenging job. Um, so then I left aquarium keeping and basically went went and got an office job that had nothing to do with marine biology, um, which was actually really nice for a few years. I think I needed to step away from all that for a while, but um, I never stopped loving octopuses and the ocean. And like, what's kind of funny is that at that office job, I applied to a training position in that company. And part of uh, the interview involved me uh, doing a PowerPoint presentation where I would teach my interviewers uh, a topic of my choosing. And I ended up teaching them about sea stars. Um, and then I just basically took that script and most of the visuals from my PowerPoint presentation and turned it into my first YouTube video, which was like really fun. And I really liked doing that. It, it felt so awesome to be talking about marine biology again after not really being involved with it for so long. Um, but it was really hard to uh, have my full-time job and try to make YouTube videos at the same time. Um, it was basically, I basically was just doing two jobs at the same time. Um, and so about a year and a half ago, I left my office job to try to make it as a marine biologist, content creator, science communicator, YouTuber, or whatever you want to call me. So yeah, that's, that's me. I'm the octopus lady on YouTube. So be sure to like and comment and share and smash that subscribe button and hit that <laughs> bell and all those things I'm supposed to say. So yeah. <laughs> I want to be the octopus lady when I grow up. <laughs> uh, that's a trademark, copyright, cool. registered uh, <laughs> <term> name. <laughs> um, you'll have to get in contact with my lawyers if you want to license it. <laughs> oh. Fair enough. Well, now that we have the intro out of the way, we can get on to the nitty gritty of the pufferfish. Yes, I would love to. <laughs> so with the first question, we're going to go with how many species of pufferfish are in the world? Um, according to my research, about 200. Okay, that's what I got too. So it's all good. <laughs> checks out, level. checks out. It checks out. <laughs> so is there any specific pufferfish that you like more than the other? Oh, that's an interesting question. Hmm. I think, I think out of all the ones I'm familiar with, because I'm obviously not familiar with all two, 200 species, I think it's a tie between two. Um, I think one is the stars and stripe puffer fish because I used to take care of one and he was, he, I just, I loved him. He was my best friend um, and he was such a sweetheart. And then, um, I'm totally blanking on its actual name, but the like the the fugu pufferfish, like the pufferfish that they uh, serve in Japan. I just think. Oh yeah, I read I about just, that one. Yeah, I just there's nothing like. I just think they're super. I I just think all the, I guess on, on some level I think all the all the really poisonous pufferfish I find really fascinating. But since that one is the most famous one, like I I kind of have a soft spot for that one. Yes, let's talk. Since you mentioned it, let's talk about the the toxins within the pufferfish. I would love to. The crazy thing I know about pufferfish and their venom is that it is 1,200 more times poisonous than cyanide. Yes, that's yeah. correct. It can that's... kill 30 adults. Mm -hmm. Heck yeah. yeah. That's a lot of adults. First. 
um oh. <laughs> there's no antidote either there's no antidote that's correct yeah uh i mean you can't be saved you can be saved there is, but you gotta move fast is the oh. thing because like if you uh ingest an, uh, a dangerous amount so the poison is called tetrodotoxin um mm -hmm. And it's called that because for a long time, scientists thought that it can only be found in pufferfish. Um, and, the, and the family name of pufferfish is Tetrodontidae. So they just took the family name and threw it on the poison. Um, but we've actually found since then that like lots of different animals use tetrodotoxin. Um, so like it's in some species of flatworms. It's in some sea stars. It's, um, Do it's frogs have it? I think some frogs I feel like the, I feel like frogs it. would have that. I know what? newts have it. The uh, toxin. Uh, yeah. Certain frogs have the toxin. Certain uh, ones in the rainforest. And before I forget, a group of puffer fish is called a school. Oh well, that's boring. Not, <laughs> uh, I mean, we can't tell them what they sound like because <laughs> freaking bubbles. Boop. No, make it that the sound clip from SpongeBob. Oh, SpongeBob! <laughs> and this is what a puffer fish sounds like. <laughs> oh, SpongeBob! Whoa. And that's what a puffer fish sounds like. <laughs> yes, you as yeah. as someone who studied them extensively, that is exactly what they sound like. <laughs> oh, cool! So I'm glad that um all the cartoons that I was watching as a kid were accurate. Yes, 100% accurate, all of them. Um, but yeah, oh, it's a. Uh, so the poison is also found in blue ringed octopuses. They're they're pretty famous for having it, having it too. Mm -hmm. um, and what's super interesting about tetrodotoxin in pufferfish is that uh, it's not actually produced by the pufferfish themselves. It seems to come from outside sources. Um, mm -hmm. And no one's there's still there still seems to be some debate about where it does come from. Like some some people seem to think it comes like through the food chain. So we know that there are definitely species of bacteria that produce the toxin on their own. But what, what, what happens is that like snails will eat the bacteria and then the, the toxin will accumulate in the bodies of the snails. And then the pufferfish will eat the snails. Um, and then the toxin will accumulate in the body of the pufferfish. And that's how they get toxic. They become toxic. Um, but some scientists have also found the bacteria just living inside the systems of um of pufferfish, just like chilling and listening to Toxic by Britney Spears. So it just they just sort of <laughs> skip the whole like food chain. They like skip the middlemen. So no one seems to be 100% sure. And if I had to wager a guess just from reading the papers that I've read about it, it's probably a com combination of, of both. Um, so it's very yeah. interesting. Yeah, it's super interesting. If you take a toxic pufferfish and you stick them in a, like from the wild and you stick them in a tank and you don't feed them any food with tetrodotoxin in it, they become non-toxic. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah. And so, there are just so many things to learn in this world. That's oh just my crazy. Gosh. Yeah. Someone's <laughs> job is to just study that. I know. I'm jealous of them. I'm not smart <laughs> enough to study it. I'm just smart enough to like report on it. Um, but yeah, do you guys know how, how the tetrodotoxin like works? I, think I know really that if you like ingest any of it, it's on their skin, right? It's on their skin. It's in their, it's in their liver and it's in their ovaries. If you're a female. Oh um, yeah. I remember yeah. reading that part. Yeah. But do, like, do you know what happens on like a chemical level? Like what's going on no. inside of your body? Oh, it's so cool. Um, so, uh, and, uh, so basically what tetrodotoxin, 
toxin does is it just like plugs up your your nerves it's like it's a molecule like when you look at the the like the the molecular structure of tetrodotoxin it's it's almost literally like in the shape of a plug and what happens is that when you um like when you ingest it the 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 tetrodotoxin um like plugs up these channels in your nerves that let let that let ions into the nerves um and if your nerves uh, can't get those ions your nerves uh, completely shut down and you become paralyzed. So that's what happens when you eat tetrodotoxin. It paralyzes um, you? It paralyzes you. Yeah. So your heart stops beating, your diaphragm stops moving. It can happen in, in as little as 20 minutes. And if you can't, so if you eat some and it's like, real, and it's like a dangerous amount of tetrodotoxin, um, you have about 20 minutes to get your stomach pumped. Otherwise you become paralyzed. And then you just have, there's, there's nothing that can be done. You just have to write out the paralysis. And the other thing that's like really freaky about tetrodotoxin um, and also makes it my favorite neurotoxin because I'm that kind of person where I, I, I rank my, the different neurotoxins I know. Um, there have been reports that people become paralyzed, but they're still completely awake and aware of what's happening to them. So they essentially become prisoners inside of their own body. Prison, jail. (laughs) And like, that to me is like horror movie levels of terrifying, right? Um, Like that is, that, that sounds like that, like total nightmare fuel to me. And um, sometimes I really like it when things are nightmare fuel. (laughs) Like, but yeah, um, also just gotta, I gotta, I gotta do my little plug really quick if that's cool. Um, The way that like the tetrodotoxin um, like works on the chemical level, like I kind of glossed over all the details, but if you're, if anyone in your lovely audience wants to learn more, I made a YouTube video about it. Uh, So they're more than welcome to go check out my YouTube video and, and um, like get more, learn more of the details about how tetrodotoxin works. So the crazy thing, I'm gonna, I, we will link that video in the description, everyone. Um, I was going to comment on the neurotoxin. So I actually know a lot about that neurotoxin because I'm also the same way about neurotoxins because I want to know how they work. Uh-huh. So the crazy thing about that neurotoxin, it doesn't block just a channel. It blocks your sodium intake channels, which right, is like yeah. the excitable tissues that causes like, you know, how they stretch. So... Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, okay, this is the way I describe it. So, so me and the kids don't understand. I'm going to make it understandable. <laughs> so if you think about, so whenever you get a muscle cramp, it is because of a lack of sodium in your body. Oh, so man. I got it, the worst one of those last week. Yes, I remember that. And the thing is, when those <laughs> sodium channels are blocked, it no longer allows the sodium to intake into the excitable tissues, which the octopus lady says you'll pretty much become paralyzed. So mm-hmm. all of your muscles cannot absorb sodium in your body and then causes you pretty much to be lockjawed like uh what's it? Like tetanus. tetanus? Yeah, yeah, tetanus. Yeah, yeah. And then you die. Yeah. And then you die. Yeah. So don't classic. Mess, don't mess the around classic, with the classic neurotoxin and die. Yeah. You know? <laughs> the um so don't mess with like don't mess with pufferfish children. My like... question is, okay, listen. I read that dolphins they like to just get a little taste yeah. and then, you yeah. know, get a little, get a little, <laughs> so how are they like, how do they not die? So actually I hate to burst your bubble, but all the research I've done into trying to figure out if that's true is not, I have not found proof that that is true. That doesn't but mean I it's not true. But I watched a video of them tossing one around. Yeah. And like, 
that's like yeah i've seen that same video but like it that is the only in my experience the only quote-unquote evidence i've seen of dolphins you know get tripping on pufferfish and it's it's not i mean like they my they whole be, life is a lie i'm sorry sam but i'm here to you like, have ruined it for her <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry and i'm not saying look, look 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 listen listen i'm not saying that that isn't what they were doing i'm not saying that they weren't getting high i'm just saying is that we don't actually know what those dolphins were doing they might have just been being bullies and tossing him they around they could have and- been bullies and they were i mean they were like like they did have the pufferfish in in their mouths they could also just be dying you know, they could That's be in true. the throes of death, right? We don't know if throes they're high. Death. Like, we don't know if they're, if they're like on the greatest LSD trip to ever, ex- they've ever experienced or if like, if they're just dying, right? And like the only, I, when I've done, when I've tried to find like peer reviewed scientific papers on like dolphins, like experimenting with pufferfish, it hasn't pulled up anything. And the only quote like I was saying quote unquote evidence is that one video that you mentioned and it's that's you know as someone who's a scientist I can't look at that and and say to an audience of people saying like yes that is clear definitive evidence you know what I mean like kids (laughs) this teaches you that the internet lies it does lie. No, <laughs> you don't say, Samantha. Well, also, hey. also, just want to make it clear: I'm not saying that that isn't true. I'm just saying there's no proof. No evidence. Of it. Like that, it could still be true. I don't want to break everyone's hearts or like. Well, since since the octopus lady broke Sam's heart, we're gonna hit it off with some good news and science. Yeah, give him the good news, Tyler. Have you heard the good news? So the good news is new rooftop CO2 ventilators funnel fumes into the fertilizer and make food grow four times bigger on roof gardens. That is crazy. So pretty much to the list of reasons why I want the biggest garden. So, well, here's the thing. So they also do that in regenerative farming. So they take cow crap and repurpose it and put the fumes into the soil to allow the carbon and nitrogen that have been taken away from farming and allow it to be reintroduced. Because once you farm a land for so long, you start to lose the nutrients. So they refunnel the cows like excrements, excrements, crap, Poopy. We'll just get poop. <laughs> they redo the, uh, the fumes from the CO2 and everything and nitrogen back into the ground and then refertilize the ground permanently. Bottom and- line is put a garden on your roof. Heck yes. And yes. back to the show. <laughs> okay, here's my question. Mm. I read that they can be up to three feet, like large. Yeah, sounds about right. That's massive. That's a it lot is. bigger than I like envision. Can you imagine yeah. like a balloon with spikes coming towards you? Oh, three man. Feet long. It's you like that scene in the Shrek movie. Um, you want to hear something that also might shatter your worldview a little bit? Oh, about no. Pufferfish? Oh, no. Yes. <laughs> so pufferfish actually don't have spines. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So porcupine fish are actually a separate family from, from pufferfish. They're the ones with the spines. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. They're, I mean, like, colloquially speaking, everyone everyone calls them both puffers or pufferfish, and I'm not going to police people's language, but, like, if you're talking, if you're looking at it from a scientific standpoint, they're technically two separate groups. Oh no, for sure. I just like to say they have little tiny spikes on their skin. Whenever they like yeah. puff up, it looks like it's like a Brillo pad. They're like, so yeah, cute. I was gonna say it's, but it doesn't it like, like when it's, they're not inflated, you can't even see anything. Yeah, they it looks like Velcro to me. Whenever they're puffed up, 
yeah yeah um that's a good way yeah. to describe it <laughs> but yeah they look so cute when they puff up they look so silly do I, I, you I, I know love porcupine fish though me too do, do you derpy. know of any aquariums on the west coast that have puffer fish most should they're pretty simple they're pretty i feel like i have never seen of. one i mean i think i, I mean I, I i know a lot of i know a lot of people don't recognize what a puffer fish looks like when it's not puffed that part like i i know for a fact like when i used to work in aquariums i'd have i'd be talking to like uh guests who were visiting and i would be like oh check out our puffer fish i wouldn't say that but you know what i mean like i would point at the puffer fish and be like that's a puffer fish and everyone would be like oh it is that's what they look like um so yeah i mean they've been usually... false advertised all right yeah they have they have <laughs> <laughs> Um, but like usually they're found in like the the tropical tanks so they yeah, should be whatever that's what I, was, I was reading that they're like in the tropics and subtropics the most yes yeah um so if you are you know your local aquarium i've never worked at aquarium i've never worked at an aquarium that didn't have a puffer fish so. i think the closest one to me is the monterey bay aquarium oh man that's the best aquarium in the world is it's it like, really oh my god because I've, I've gone been... to it so many times where i'm just like yeah it's cool um it's <laughs> like it's it it is like and i could say this as someone who's been to aquariums all over the world it is like if you are really into marine biology or you're really into aquariums and you don't live near monterey bay you should travel to monterey bay just to go to that aquarium hashtag not sponsored by monterey bay aquarium but monterey bay aquarium like hit me up like like if you want to sponsor me if you guys Um, didn't know you can actually go on monterey bay aquarium's website and you can live stream a lot of the aquatic life. Hey, yeah. You know, I'm going to be honest with you. You know whose aquarium was like depressing and like, don't get mad at me, whoever's listening to me or us, but Seattle's aquarium was disappointing. I liked Seattle's aquarium. It was <laughs> so lame. I'm sorry. <laughs> the otters though. The yeah. otters are cool, but I went in the aquarium. I was expecting it to be bigger when it's on the ocean. Everybody knows that Tyler's a certified hater. <laughs> I'm sorry that I would expect I... an aquarium to be bigger when it's on the ocean. I mean, arguably there's less space to put an aquarium because it's on the ocean. Because you can't really build an aquarium on that part. on the ocean. But uh, I mean, to, I feel a little defensive of the Seattle Aquarium, Tyler, because like- Me too. Like, like show some respect they were like the first aquarium yeah to keep a giant... tyler they were the first aquarium to keep a giant pacific octopus in captivity and because of their work like aquariums across the whole world can keep giant pacific octopuses in captivity and he's, he's showing me one. something that i can't he has a very me. large octopus tattoo on his that's leg dope yeah, that's, a, um, that's my favorite octopus in the world the giant pacific same northwest octopus wait i have more questions about the puffer fish yeah sorry we got off track (laughs) northwest we're just we're just bonding too much over here i okay so is it true that they can move their eyes separately kind of like a chameleon yes they can i've had them look at me like i've had i've had them look at me with like one eye pointed at me and another and their other eye pointed in a different direction it's very cute oh now i'm gonna have to look it up and they have really good eyesight uh sure i'm not sure how good their eyesight is from totally i read honest. it was pretty good but i read a lot of things apparently <laughs> <laughs> they look very derpy in my opinion they're just like hey guys what's up that's why they're i just love them vibing so much. yeah yeah a, a little smile on their face look like hey hey <sighs> i love them so much they just they're, they're so cute 
And Ugh. they have four teeth fused into their mouths. That's yes. why they get the tetro. Yep. And that's why that's why um, the porcupine fish are separate from them because their their family name is diodontids or diodontidae, which means two teeth. Because like, I'm sorry, I just got to rant about this for a second. Like scientists looked at these two groups of fish and was like, we should identify them by the number of teeth in their mouth and not the fact that one of them has spines and the other one doesn't, but whatever, it's fine. I'm not angry about that. You know what? I know this is off subject, but you know what annoys me? Mm. Okay. Correct me if I'm wrong the way I read this. And it is not about puffer fish. All right. So, so what is an orca? It's, it's a dolphin. It's a, yeah. Okay. So what is a dolphin, though? A porpoise. It's a, it's a jerk. It's a whale. <laughs> it's a type of whale. That is what annoys me. It, it was going reference to the porcupine fish and the puffer fish. Okay, so orcas are dolphins, but dolphins are whales. But you're claiming orcas are not whales, they're dolphins. I'm like, Sci make it make sense. <laughs> scientists, are ter scientists are terrible at naming things. Scientists are absolutely terrible at naming things. <laughs> That it reminds I, me of like when on Madagascar when the penguins pull up to Antarctica and then they're like, "Well, now what?" They discover it and then they're they're like, "Okay, well now what? What should we name it?" Like, I, I actually got into that, got into it with the dude at the aquarium. <laughs> He's just like, "All all orcas are only dolphins. They're not whales." I'm like, "A dolphin's a whale, though." <laughs> and they're like, "No, it's not." I'm like, "It literally is. You work here." <laughs> Like, I, we're, we're not going to argue about this. But Once right, Tyler's right. out of the military, we know what he's going to do for a living. Like hate on people that work in aquariums and zoos that are wrong. No, I was going to say like become a zoologist, but like, sure. Whatever your dreams are, Tyler. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do all three. Hate people, do bees. Do bees. Real quick <laughs> bee though. Farm, bee farm. Oh, okay. So, what do puffer fish eat? I know they're omnivores. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, they eat they they uh they they eat a lot of um yeah like you said they're omnivores yeah they they have to eat a lot of things with shells like they eat a lot of shelled invertebrates because um their teeth constantly grow kind of like beavers so if they're not constantly crunching on on stuff um their teeth get so long that they can't open their mouth they um, just want to crunch and munch yep and um i have a funny story <laughs> when i was working in, in zoos and aquariums there was uh, a puffer fish that i did not take care of he was somebody else's responsibility and um he just stopped he just started to refuse to eat anything even remotely crunchy the only thing that his keeper could get him to eat was like chopped up fish and like shelled shrimp and um like she and i felt so bad for her because she would like come into the break room and being like he's not he's not eating anything that has a shell on it and I don't want to starve him but like I don't know what to, I don't know what to do she even got him like live snails thinking that would like entice him because like I've never met I've very rarely ever met an animal living in an aquarium who wouldn't immediately jump on live food the second that it was fed to them but like even the snail he would he didn't want the snails and it got to the point where his teeth got so long he couldn't open his mouth is there um, a way to just like trim them yeah, so they had to Dremel. They had to get a Dremel and Dremel down his oh teeth. Oh my god! Um, so they, what a problem, they, they child. Got a, he was he was a spoiled brat. Um, and like they got a bucket with some water and they put some fish anesthetic into it. So they put him in the, the bucket for like a minute, or I don't know how long they put him in there. Um, and um, 
you know, they put him in there until they thought he was knocked out. And then his keeper took him out of the water and then, uh, you know, opened up his mouth and started to dremel down his teeth. But then he woke up like halfway through and immediately started to, to puff up. Oh man. His keeper what a was bad like, oh, God, oh no, oh no, oh no. I, I got to put him back in the bucket. I got to put him back in the bucket. And so she put him back in the bucket and he just floated there at the top, just bobbing. She's and like, I had hey guys, to. I'm here. <laughs> I had to leave at that point, so I didn't. I wasn't able to watch the rest of it. But I came back later, and he was back in his tank, and his teeth were dremeled down. So I guess they figured it out. And um, did he eat after that? Um, uh, he did. I think he finally learned his lesson that he needs to. He needs to eat his crunchy food like a good fish. So mm. one good thing about the puffer fish that I've read. Uh, 77% of the puffer fish were assessed as least concern on the threatened level. 15% were uh, data deficient, deficient. I can't pronounce that word ever. And then only 8% were threatened or critically endangered or endangered. Oh, good. Populations are stable on puffer fish. Good. We love to see it. <laughs> Sadly, I mean, happily, the humans haven't messed this one up yet. So don't touch them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think people want to touch this one after this episode anyway, yeah. Tyler. <laughs> Personally, I don't want to get paralyzed, but that's just a personal preference. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, be a fun time. I don't have anything else personally. Let me double check. Let now that we've grilled you for all your knowledge. <laughs> I still <man>. got more. <laughs> if you listeners are enjoying the octopus lady, a obviously go follow her on everything. B <laughs> Let us know if you'd want us to have her uh, featured again. Maybe she'd be willing to uh, pop back in for a different animal. Yeah, I would love to. Thanks for having me on, y'all. Absolutely. And like we said, we're going to try to have the octopus lady on here more for the marine biology animals. Yeah. And if anyone has any questions for her or myself, of course, reach out to us. You can reach out to her on YouTube. Like I said, I'm going to include the link to her specific episode for the toxins. And yeah, go ahead and subscribe, follow her. Yeah, follow yeah. her, follow us, share this episode. Um, if you think it's really cool, send it to a friend. <clears throat> Get people Agreed. educated. Yeah, spread the good word that like dolphins probably don't get high on puffer fish. Yeah. Break other people's hearts. Yeah. Just Let's like just Sam's. like, yeah. <laughs> we don't have to rub it in harder, guys. Thanks. Sorry. <laughs> all right, that's all we have for y'all. We hope you have a wonderful day. <laughs> Hey, Tyler. Yes, hello. Have you heard we're doing a giveaway? I did hear we were doing a giveaway, and I have the winners. Oh, do tell. Every quarter we'll probably do a giveaway. Not as big as this one, but probably every quarter we'll give away one sweater. But the winners for this giveaway was Siri I, Virginia V, Meredith S, Taylor A, and Josh J. We will message you after this episode airs and yeah we'll send you this um letter. we also want to add someone was trying to be us on instagram thank you to all the people who reported them our only account is the one that you're following we will never change that so look out for little scammers we will also be selling merchandise here soon we're just waiting on the copyrights for the pictures that we had done from our good friend sin and she will be sending it over to us soon, and we will be making a website for this, and it should be up in a few months. We're aiming for spring, so it's not going to be up right away. We're taking our time with it. We want to make sure it's good to go and right and 
orders go out correctly. So thanks for listening. Thanks for your participation and thanks for your patience. And here's the one year of Have You Heard About Animals. Woo! Woo! Happy one year anniversary! Yay! Thank you! Have You Heard About Animals is an educational podcast where we teach the importance of animals and human relationships. Sam and I have worked hard to create something that everyone can enjoy. So with that, please leave us a five-star review, a review and what you think about the podcast. Have You Heard About Animals was created by Sam Splash and Tyler. All music is copyrighted by Have You Heard About Animals and Sam Splash Records. Artwork is copyrighted by Have You Heard About Animals and Sin Elric. Editing was done by Hugo. Thank you for coming to our show.